on today's episode of the Elder Law Coach Podcast. So the goal of Medicare rehab, PTOT speech and nursing, okay, those four skilled disciplines, the goal of those disciplines is to get a client to their prior level of function. So that means if a person prior to their stroke or prior to their knee surgery or hip surgery or pneumonia or COVID or whatever, if they were up and functioning and bathing themselves and getting dressed and going to church, you know, driving, all of the things they were doing, their prior level of function, the goal of rehab is to get them back to that prior level of function. Welcome to the Elder Law Coach Podcast, where you'll get the information you need to really help seniors lower your work stress, improve your work-life balance, and make a good living. Your hosts are certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and his co-host Sarah Scott. They're here to help you do just that. Join us today as we discuss hot topics in elder law and topics to help you help our seasoned citizens and their families. Here's your Elder Law Coach podcast hosts, licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott and Todd Watley. That's right. This is the Elder Law Coach podcast and my name is Todd Watley, and I am here uh, with you today, and I am very thankful that you are listening to my podcast, and I, um, I am back in the saddle. I took about six months off to do a few other things. Number one, catch up with my practice. My practice took off amazingly once COVID kind of settled down and it got busy, and then I do another podcast called Answers on Aging, and I do that with Sarah. And by the way, Sarah is not with me today. Uh, trying to get our schedules to mesh is just almost impossible sometimes. And so anyway, I am doing this by myself. You'll probably notice a little bit different tempo, attitude, whatever. She truly is does help me do this podcast better. But I wanted to get some things out there to you. And I'm doing it by myself. Okay, back to the other podcast. She and I do a weekly podcast called Answers on Aging, and I would encourage you to refer your clients to that. If they have questions, teach your staff about this podcast. And so if someone does call asking about whatever we've talked about, and we have almost 90 episodes now, so we've covered a whole lot of stuff. We use it a lot in our office as a way to send people out for more information without us having to spend 30 minutes with them explaining what we've already done on the podcast. And so um, we don't make anything from it. It's just a labor of love and it's just a way to get information out to the clients. Okay. Answers on aging podcast is out there and um, appreciate your telling folks about it. So, you probably know, if you know anything about me, my first career was physical therapy. I was a full-fledged physical therapist, master's degree physical therapist, and I worked a lot in home health and nursing homes. And today's topic is one of the things that kind of drove me out of being a therapist due to frustration. And um, I won't go into the entire story because you don't care, but the goal today is to teach you when a family calls you and says, look, mom is getting discharged from therapy, Medicare rehab therapy, and we think she still has progress to make. They're just 
they're busy or mom's not cooperating or my favorite is they say mom has plateaued. So therefore she has to be discharged from therapy. That is absolutely incorrect. Okay. And so just a brief history on why I got out of of physical therapy is in home health and in nursing home care, I was working with older people and I was seeing in the rule and I air quotes, but beside that, which you can't see, I was told repeatedly and we were told you can't do maintenance therapy. If your client is not improving, you have to discharge them. And so as a therapist, we had short-term goals and long-term goals, you know, long-term goals were, to be back to normal short-term goals where they will go from five reps to 15 reps, or they'll go from walking 10 feet to 60 feet. Okay. Those are short-term goals that will eventually get us to the long-term goal of being totally functional. Okay. Well, if for some reason this client, for whatever reason, could not improve the number of, of feet they were walking or the number of reps of exercise they were taking and we were, we had quote plateaued, they had to be discharged. And I'm like, but, but, but I did that last time we got her to this point, And once I no longer showed up, she stopped doing her exercises. And we always gave clients home exercise programs or in a nursing home, we would tell people, okay, I have to discharge you, but you need to keep doing these exercises because you're not quite where you were, but they're making me discharge you. And Clients never did that. They would always decline. And I would tell people, and particularly in home health where there's no one coming by, it's like, look, if I discharge Miss Jones, she's going to get worse. She's going to go back into the hospital and I'll be back in six weeks. And sure enough, I was. And it just made no sense. And there were some clients who would literally die if I stopped coming and making them get out of their chair, get out of bed and do stuff. And I was extremely frustrated because of the quote, air quotes, rule, no progress, you have to discharge. And I was like, show me that in the rules, because I can't imagine that that makes sense. They never could. They just said, that's what they're telling us. And they've looked at your notes and they see that Miss Jones is not making progress. You have to discharge. And I was like, I don't want to discharge, but I had to and threatened with being fired. And so I was just frustrated that these people weren't getting the full treatment. They were being cut off too early and it was extremely frustrating. So you will have families come to you as the elder law attorney to say, is there anything you can do with this nursing home or home care agency because they are discharging mom and she's not doing well. She is not, you know, I think she could do better. Okay. So the response to that is, yes, let me teach you four words that will get your loved one more care. And when you explain this to the client and the client goes to the therapist and brings up these words, they're going to know that this person has gotten advice from someone who really knows the inside lingo of therapy. And those four words are prior level of function. Okay. So the goal of Medicare rehab, PTOT speech and nursing. Okay. Those four skilled disciplines, the goal of those disciplines is to get a client to their prior level of function. So 
That means if a person prior to their stroke or prior to their knee surgery or hip surgery or pneumonia or COVID or whatever, if they were up and functioning and bathing themselves and getting dressed and going to church, you know, driving, all of the things they were doing, their prior level of function, the goal of rehab is to get them back to that prior level of function. And our goals as a PT would, you know, we would ask the client, what did you do prior to your stroke or prior to your surgery? If, if they weren't doing all of those things, it's ridiculous for us to get them back to past their prior level of, of function. You know? And sometimes we would get them better, but the goal was to say, okay, Medicare is willing to pay for us to get you back to the point that you were prior to this injury or this surgery. Okay. So that's prior level of function. And the therapist knows that the PT, the OT, the speech, they know that their mandate is to get this person back to the prior level of function. However, there was tremendously back in the late nineties when I was still a PT and sadly it's still today, even after a federal lawsuit, and I'll talk about that in just a second, there is still this presumption out there that if the person plateaus or if the person stops making progress, they have to be discharged. And and so that was my argument. It's like, look, this person will decline once I discharge them, or I think they're just going through a, they're a little sick, they're a little puny, you know, something, their dog died or whatever, and they're just not cooperating with therapy. I can't quit them, even though they've plateaued or they've stopped making progress. They're like, nope, you have to discharge. They've stopped making progress. And I was extremely frustrated by that and literally quit doing therapy because I felt like I was not able to help my clients get to the point that they needed to be and was threatened with termination from my job if I did not discharge these people because they failed to make progress. And I was like, and at, I was still practicing physical therapy after I was an attorney. And so I had learned, it's like, wait, we have to follow rules. Medicare is based on rules. There are laws, there are statutes out there. Show me the statute where it it says this. They never could, but that doesn't mean they weren't going to fire me. And so I was just, I was extremely frustrated and I thought I'll just become a lawyer. And then in 2000, I think 12, I can go look at this. There was a, a nonprofit law firm that focuses on Medicare and they brought a lawsuit against Medicare CMS to say your requirement that a person has to be discharged for failure to make progress violates your rules. And I was like, what? That's what I've been saying for 10 years. And they brought a lawsuit and they won. And that lawsuit is, if you just um, Google, and it's in the, the show notes, okay? GMO, J-I-M-M-O versus CMS, okay? There were numerous articles out there on it. There's a, a summary. And what's interesting is CMS didn't even fight. Once this lawsuit was brought, they're like, yeah, you're right because it costs money to continue after people stop making progress, but still need therapy. And so they didn't even fight. There was not even a hearing. They, they 
caved in basically. And this judge told CMS, okay, you agree that you are not correct. You need to send a notice out to all of your providers and advise them of this. And this notice needs to go out by this date and say this and this and this. CMS didn't do it. They did not notify anyone. And so this law firm brought them back for contempt of court. And the judge was not happy, obviously, and still, you know, mandated, said, you know, you have to do this. And I think started threatening prison with some of these people. And so they finally started doing it. But what amazes me now, since I don't do physical therapy anymore, is I still hear this. 10 years after this case, I still hear people saying the nursing home told me they discharged mom because she stopped making progress. And my head almost explodes because it's like, no, 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 that is not the rule. And so I would encourage you two things. Number one, tell the family if they're saying that she needs to be discharged and she has not reached her prior level of function, you go back and tell the, the therapist, I am pretty sure that you're paid to get mom back to her prior level of function. And I don't think you've done that. And you need to explain in really good terms why you are discharging her when she has not reached her prior level of function. Now, there are reasons that a person can't get to their prior level of function. I'll say many, many times I would discharge clients because or even though they had not reached their prior level of function, but they had gotten as good as they're going to get. After the stroke, there's only so much progress you can make. Sometimes it's back to normal, but many times there is going to be residual dysfunction that I just can't get over, okay? I can't help the client get over that. And so it's like, Ms. Jones, I think you're at the point where you're not going to make any more progress, keep doing your exercises and you're not going to be as good as you were, but you're going to be okay. All right. But many times people get discharged because they're contrary. There's a personality conflict between the therapist and the client. The therapist is busy. They just got three more patients piled on them and they want to discharge your client's mom or your client there's just a lot of reasons for discharge that don't meet the rules and you can fight that. Okay. You as an attorney can be an advocate for your client to get them more care, which might mean they get to go home or they live a better life in the nursing home, even though they still need to be in the nursing home, they're living a pretty good life up and walking and doing better than in a wheelchair. And so you need to use your, advocate skills to get the therapist to do what they're supposed to do. And the way you do that, number one is prior level of function. And then if that still doesn't work and they keep saying, well, she's not making progress, we have to discharge because she's not making progress. Then you advocate based on GMO and you can print, there's some things you can print out. If you do some research, there's some articles you can print out and give it to your client and say, give this to the nursing home. And probably at that point, when the therapist is telling you, I have to discharge because they're not making progress, that is someone above them. That is the provider. That is the intermediary that pays the nursing home saying, you've got to discharge this person because they're, they are not making progress. But you, you show them this GMO article or 
fact sheet and you show that to them and they will think twice about discharging your client because they should only be discharged if they can show that the client will not decline after discharge. And so even though the client is not making progress, they still need the skilled um, knowledge of the therapist to continue to stay where they are. If you stop, you know, like when I stop going to the client and saying, look, you've got to do these exercises, you've got to do this balance work or else you're going to decline, even though you're not getting better, Medicare is supposed to pay for a therapist to maintain a client if it is proven that the client would decline after discharge and only the therapist can do that. Okay. That's the thing. So many times our exercises, our things can actually be done by a non-skilled person, a CNA, a rehab tech in the nursing home can probably do a lot of the things we can do, but if it is shown that it takes the skilled knowledge of a therapist to keep this client doing what they're doing, then Medicare should pay for it. So prior level of function are four words that will strike fear in the therapist and know this person's done their research or they're getting advice from someone who really knows what they're talking about. And so, okay, we're not going to discharge. I was just busy. I didn't, I don't like your mom or whatever. Yes, I will continue to work with her or switch therapists. Get a new therapist who can bring a new set of eyes, a new personality to look at this person and say, oh, yeah, you're not to your prior level of function. Let's let's do this or that or whatever. And it's just sometimes a different therapist makes a world of difference. But if they are saying that they're being discharged for lack of progress and you think there's still progress to make or they will decline substantially once the therapist stops working with them, bring out the GMO case, present that to them and say, look, federal law now says you have to continue to, to see mom and I want you to do that. All right. So going back to my OPT days to help y'all advocate for your client and, you know, in something that is important to them and can literally save their life is Getting out of bed and doing stuff will help them live longer and bring great quality to their life. Okay, so I encourage you, um, share this with others. Thank you for listening. Um, I would love to be your elder law coach. If you need improvement, if you want to go to the next level in elder law, I would love to work with you. Call the office. Let's do a quick phone call. Sometimes not quick. Let's do a phone call and find out where you are, what I can do for you. And I would love, love, love to work with you. Come back next time and we'll um, continue. Thanks. You've been listening to Todd Watley and Sarah Scott on the Elder Law Coach Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you want more information on Todd's coaching program to help you learn elder law and grow your practice, contact him at Todd at The Elder Law Coach or visit the website, theelderlawcoach.com. 